0: Are we truly living life? Are we taking risks and chances and doing things that really scare the hell out of us? And they scare us because of maybe judgment, maybe it's not conforming what's with the norm. Those are a lot of things that have held me back personally in my life. And my next guest, Jen Loader, really shares pieces of her life where she's really stepping out of her comfort zone. And she uses the analogy as humans being like a time bomb. You know, we are limited with time. We're not guaranteed our next breath in the next moment. So she shares pieces of her life that reminds me that I need to, I don't need to, However, it's good to take the chances that allow for us to be uncomfortable and out of the box, not conforming, because those are the moments where we truly grow in life. Please enjoy my dear friend Jen as she shares pieces of her life and reminds us all that taking chances and doing things that really, truly are out of your comfort zone have so many benefits. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Living Imperfect podcast. My name is Lisa and my guest today is Jen Loader. And I just, a few things that come to mind when I think about Jen, these are like a few words that just automatically come out um, when I think about this amazing human being is loving, caring, rock and roll, badass, yoga, sweet, cats, funny. Out of the box and just overall beautiful human being. So those are just some words that I think of right out the gate when I think of Jen. So without further ado, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Hi, thank you for having Hi. me. Yes, I was smiling during the introduction. <laughs> My goodness. I was like, who is that cool person?
0: You know, it's so funny when I introduce people on the podcast; they all kind of have the same reaction, like. Like, wait, what? Me? You're talking about me? Like, it's a surprise. So yeah, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jen.
1: Okay. Well, um, I've been living here in Orlando, Florida for now almost six years, Uh, getting ready to buy our very first house. Yes. Yeah, it's super crazy. But that is the month that I'm having right now which I'm sure we'll get into later yeah yeah but um I'm a native northeasterner uh from New Jersey and Pennsylvania and um yeah I'm I have a job that pays me but I teach yoga for fun that also pays me too yeah so Um, how wait
0: a minute how did you come from New Jersey Pennsylvania to Florida six years ago
1: yeah, with my job. So okay. I was working um, at an insurance company, which is so unexpected. I think sometimes when people see me and they're like, what? <laughs> You're not a tattoo artist? You're
0: not a musician? <laughs> what? Right, right. Yeah.
1: It's, it's actually it's an accidental happening. So I went to college to be an elementary education teacher. Second surprise. Um, yeah, I just
0: recently noticed that I was looking through your Facebook page and I saw that and I'm like, I didn't even know this. I had no Uh clue that you studied elementary education. So is that (laughs) something that you. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, when I was in high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And kind of like every person, I think that goes to high school, and you know, things they have to go to college and trying to figure out what they should or could or whatever do. Um, right. Yeah. I was, I had a boyfriend in high school um, who is still very much a friend of mine. I absolutely love this kid because I always think, kid, he's like 40 um, now. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this guy, yeah, but he, he's, he's a good person. And uh, him and his family really were like a good set of people that I met at a really, not Mm -hmm. super good time in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, my mom was sick. But yeah, he's an artist. And he went to college to be an art teacher. And I always liked being around kids. And I thought that they were pretty cool. And I was naturally really good with them. And, you know, I never really wanted to be a parent, but I always enjoyed just, you know, teaching kids Mm -hmm. working. So I'm like, all right, let's go to school to be an elementary education teacher. And that's kind of what happened. I ended up Going to school, college with him. I was a year behind him, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much why I did. I thought that that made sense then, but I was like sure. seventeen when I graduated right. high school. So who, the yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah, isn't that crazy that like seventeen or whatever, whenever you graduate, like you're supposed to decide what you want to do with, like, to choose something to go to school for, to pay all this money, spend all this time. And we're 17 years old. Like the concept is, is a little crazy, a little bit.
1: Who knows the one do at 17, let alone 38. So yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, think of the age that we're at right now. Like I want to shift what I do every year, pretty much, you know, like, yeah. I, that's, that's the concept is, is really crazy. So you, so you finished college with an elementary education degree.
1: Yeah. So I did that and I, I graduated in 2003 with my, my, my education. Oh my God, I feel mm-hmm. old. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now what? And I've always struggled with math. And as part mm-hmm. of my, um, being able to teach, you know, I take a battery of tests back then and I, did really well in college. I graduated with honors of 3.75, GPA of 4.0.
0: Yeah. But,
1: you know, math was always a struggle for me in high school and in college. So when it came time to take the battery of tests to become a certified teacher, I passed Mm -hmm. all of them. I think back then there were eight tests. They were called the Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S. Okay. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: But math was part of one of the tests. And I seemed to fail it by one to three points every Mm -hmm. time and Mm. so I got discouraged because then I'm 21 and I'm like okay well you know I kicked ass in college and I knew what I wanted to do and I did great in my professional semesters but I just can't seem to pass this license test yeah and so that's kind of where how I ended up where I am I ended up never passing that math test I always failed it by one to three points I took it Mm -hmm. eight times and I was like well forget this And then I ended up teaching at like a daycare. And then I was like, why did I go to school for four years and get into debt to do what I could have done without a degree?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're not alone there. I think there's a lot of people that like ask themselves the same thing, you know? And I, I don't know. I think it's maybe, I know for me, it was just kind of like, this is the next step. Like I'm supposed to go to college and I better pick something, you know? And, but honestly, college really wasn't for me at all. Like it just... I, I did it because I felt like a little bit of pressure, a lot of pressure, not a little bit, a lot of pressure to do it. So I just did it just to do it. And then I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Oh my God, I spent all this money and student loans and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up not even using <laughs> like my degree, yep. you know? And at the same time, I mean, I also am a believer of Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to, even you know if, if you don't understand why you're there. So I'm still trying to figure out why <laughs> it's at college, but yeah, it's just part of the process, I guess. You know,
1: right? And that's kind of like what happened. It's like I thought I had to go, and so I, I followed the person that I was with at the time, and I did sure. well, but it just didn't end up being my thing, and so. Yeah. I ended up doing that for a while, but I did end up getting a job at, like, a quote-unquote alternative education school. So I didn't have to have uh, my license, but I had to have my degree. So I'm like, okay, well, listen to music, my degree. But it wasn't for me. It was a school where kids who were um, kicked out of, you know, their regular school were – uh, to go because of misbehavior and it was horrible because you had to do what was called restraining and I just it mm. didn't feel right and I just I couldn't do it so I lasted like a month and then I was like okay mm-hmm. now what and so I ended up teaching at this um head start program which mm-hmm. I absolutely loved and I had to yeah. have a degree there too but not the license and
0: mm-hmm. that
1: was wonderful so that was a, a federally funded program to teach yeah. kids from ages three to five and I love yeah. that so I was doing that but now at this point I'm in Pennsylvania and if there's any kind of weather like there's like sure. a school delay or a school closing I wasn't getting paid because so I was getting paid by the hour.
0: Got it. Yeah. Got it.
1: My uh, my now husband um had a person he knew who was working at this insurance company. At this point, now I'm 25, and this person was like, "Hey, you can make X amount of dollars doing this," and I was like, "Well, that sounds much better than you know (laughs) what I'm making right now." Right. Right. Like I was holding down like three jobs. I was working in a library. I was teaching. Um, and I was working in behavioral health and that was like twelve dollars now. I'm like, Jesus, I'm working three jobs and I have a college education. Uh no. So that's yeah, yeah, working at this insurance company. And I'm like, I don't even know how to get my own car insurance. Like obviously I did, but like, yeah. And like that's how it happened. And blah blah blah. I ended up working there for a long time and um and then I got promoted and I went to California. And that's where I always wanted to go. And then, yeah, yeah, I became an aunt. And um, my niece is my world. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, when she was born and I flew home to meet her, I was like, yeah, I'm coming back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then that's how that happened. And um, I had a person who I worked for who was really not a nice person. And so I felt like I was going to get fired. So the next best thing to do was either – you know, come to Florida, but there's another opportunity at the same company or, yeah. you know, start all over again. And at that point I was like comfortable and that's how I got to Florida.
0: Got it. And so when you, when you got to Florida, how, how soon did you get into yoga?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I think I was here for like maybe two years. I'm, I'm estimating, cause I think I've been practicing for about four
0: years. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's been four years that, um, I've been practicing. So yeah, I was here a, a year and a half to two years before I found it.
0: Okay. And so it, did you start to practice first or did you always kind of, were you drawn to yoga? Did you want to be a yoga instructor? Like how did that happen? Um,
1: <laughs> purely <accurately. laughs> Um, yeah. So I struggled with, um, anxiety and, um, a lot of my friends would know this, that I had a quick temper and I was trying to find a way to do something besides like seeing a professional because you know, who wants, you know, I wanted to try something that seemed natural and sure. Yeah. So somebody, I, I think somebody, and I have no idea who it was that I met, um, you know, when I moved down here, I mentioned yoga and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. It sounds like, you know, and I'm sorry, forgive me for all people who like yoga and are like whatever. But I was like, oh, this is not for me. This is a hippie thing. You know, I had that yes conception <laughs>
0: yes. that it was, yeah,
1: it was for like hippies and people who like didn't eat meat. And that's <laughs> right. that's how I thought it was. And I went to a studio and it was everything that I thought it was and I didn't like it. And I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. And then uh shortly thereafter, there's a, a person... Uh, named amber i remember her who no longer lives around here but she had said no no go to try it try it again try this other place it's called warrior one you Mm -hmm. i bet you you'll like it it's it's more uh an alternative feeling kind of place uh you'll you'll fit in because everyone is like welcomed and yes you know it doesn't matter what you look like or what your flexibility or not flexibility level is and that that was it. I I said okay. And I went with her to one class, and uh, Danielle Cosgrove mm-hmm. was teaching, mm-hmm. and that uh, never stopped. And just yeah. so turned like like my body felt so good, my mind felt so good. And uh, I, I tried, I tried to stop, I tried to stop going. And uh, Kim, the owner, and Danielle wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to I went on a vacation to France, and they. And Danielle reached out to me and she's like, no, no, come back, come back. And, <laughs> and I did, I came back and I just, I just was feeling so good that I ended up deciding, well, shit, let's just try this yoga teacher training that people are yeah. talking about. And my life has completely shifted.
0: Yeah. it. And yeah, I, I finished the training myself in December, so I can definitely vouch for that life shift for sure. That for me, it was unexpected. Like, I don't know. I had these like preconceived notions of like what the training was going to be like, kind of like even before I started yoga, you know, like kind of like you were saying, you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know if it's for me. It's I put like this label on it and this whatever I thought it was supposed to be. And then like I got there and I was just like, what is going on? And, and honestly, I warrior one is a magical place. Yeah. Period. Like it's just straight magic. And I think. I feel what I have heard consistently with everyone that goes to warrior one is just, you just feel welcome. Like from just the moment you step into that space. And I just feel like I was empowered to do anything literally, including self healing, you know? So I get you, I, I I can feel you, know, I can connect with you there when you're just like, yeah, this is the place. Like I found it. There's just something something magical about this space and, and, and the humans mm-hmm. inside the space, you know? Yeah. For real. Yeah. So, you know, um, tell us a little bit about, I know this, but I want you to share a little bit about cemetery yoga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, okay, now, and, and for people who don't know me and listen to this podcast, I, I, I feel like I should probably explain a little bit about you know, my background and and kind of my appearance. Yes, please. So part of the reason why I didn't like, feel like I fit in with going to a traditional yoga studio or whatever was, um, you know, I, I'm heavily tattooed and I just, I don't know. I just thought that I would look a little different and I didn't have this flexibility. And I just got so in my head about, again, what quote unquote kind of person was going to go there and, I, mm-hmm. and then after I started practicing and I realized how good it made me, my body, my mind feel, I was like, I need to get my friends to do this. Like I have mm-hmm. friends, you know, from so many different backgrounds and right. so many different kinds of music and like so many different kinds of things. But I really wanted to get like the people that I knew in like the punk rock community um, and the horror community to like practice this. And I was like, well, how can I get? people who listen to punk rock or metal or whatever that's not necessarily like a slower you know stuff right here at a studio and or like people who liked horror movies and scary things so right that's how Cemetery Yoga was born um I had a friend I have a friend named Owl who worked at Greenwood Cemetery and I thought hey let me just reach out to him and see if there's a way that I could do this. And then the guy that was in charge, his name is Don. And he, uh, he ended up saying, Yeah, sure, you could teach yoga here. Let's find you a space. Um, of course, respectfully, way off of any cemetery plot. Um, like right back, you know, we're under some trees, definitely sure. away from anybody's, you know, resting space. And sure. that was how it was. And I just and I, I wanted to do something. And plus, we you know had to do some kind of project for our uh yoga teacher training and I was like this is the perfect thing for me I want to find a space that I can make my two or three or however many worlds collide
0: like yeah I, I wanted
1: to be the anti-George Costanza and if you watched my stuff, you know. <laughs> I wanted yes. my worlds to collide so yeah that's what I did and that's how it was born and so we have um I haven't been doing it for a while because of other things that have been coming up. But yeah, once a month, usually on a Sunday around 10 a.m., we go in the back again well off of people's final resting spaces, and we practice a little bit of yoga. And it's been really good. Uh, my biggest, I I guess you can call it success story, is I had a person come all the way from South Florida. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> well, it's so out of the box, Jen, and I really love and appreciate that about you because you are really, you really took the time to find, um, just like you say, to make all the worlds collide, find a way to take a few things that wouldn't normally be put together, um, you know, and and made it a space where it works and a place to come to connect with other people and you made it accessible to anyone right and the th- then that's what i really appreciate about you even doing something like this and you did something else recently that it wasn't cemetery yoga right but you had a cl- talk a little bit about that
1: so I find that um, when I'm home in my own space, which is where I'm sitting right now, I have my own room, like my office and my yoga room. Now, sometimes I'll put on something quiet and relaxing, um, like Trevor Hall or something, you know, whatever. Sure. You know, that stuff. And I'll listen to it. But sometimes it doesn't always get me personally moving. And I realize I'm really affected by music. So, right a lot of times I'm in my own space, I'm putting on like punk rock. I'm listening to, you know, a lot of like female bands, like the interrupters. Or the sure. Like, eh, like social distortion. Like that's not female, but you know, I'm like listening to all right. of this really fast and like upbeat music. And that's the shit that makes me move. That's yes. the shit that's going to make me want to do a chaturanga, you know, not yes. something that's like, I don't know, ohm or whatever, you know, like nothing right. against that, but that's just not what works for me. So, I right. found out um, about this. Um, there's a thing called metal yoga. People are doing a lot of like metal yoga, um, and now I feel like it's becoming like trendy around here too, um, where people are doing like rock and roll type things. And like, yeah, and that's great. I'm so glad that that's happening because I want people to, to experience that.
0: Of course. So
1: I found out that, and then I came across this thing called rage yoga, <clears throat> and I found out that you have to be certified to teach rage yoga so I didn't want to do that because I'd already gone through like I forget like three trainings last year <laughs> I was yes like, I don't think that I could do this anymore right. um and while it sounds really amazing and I appreciate the story behind how this came to fruition um, right I I just couldn't afford to do that training so I was thinking how can I do like I'm um, how can I again how can I marry those things and so right I taught like a we call it like a zen type class because it had the elements of like a, a a ragey type yoga, but it was, again, my own version, my twist because I wanted yeah. to respect the copyright written, written version of what was rage yoga. And right. so recently I taught two classes. Uh, one was not at a studio. Um, it was on someone's farmland. And we, you know, had waivers and things like that and we said you can bring alcohol but you know we had to only have like one you know one cap it at two but plenty of water and we're gonna listen to like aggressive music and yeah we're gonna get out our rage and the alcohol I suppose uh helps some people you know become a little bit more yeah relaxed because people don't really want to they want to get out their anger or whatever, but they may feel a little weird to do that.
0: So yeah, I get it.
1: I heard about that. So I tried that. But I, I said, you know what? I don't want to always have to have people have have alcohol. So I taught it recently at one of the other Warrior Ones um, in the right. Springs. And we just did that, of course, you know, completely just with water.
0: And that's sure. what
1: it was. it was. It was aggressive music, but it was, you know, I empowered the students, and I, I remind them how much of a badass they are, but I gave them, like, little examples. So I was like, maybe you were driving on I-4, and, you know, you got stuck in traffic, that pissed you off. Or <laughs> you know, maybe your significant other didn't empty the dishwasher or clean the cat shit or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, somebody's pissed off about something. So, sure. Yeah, so let's, let's play some music because that's going to elicit some feelings. And yes. we're going to, we're going to dance and we're going to have like bad humor. Like, you know, if they're, uh, in a uh, rag doll or something, I would say, you know, let your head hang or whatever, or let it, let it all go or something like that. But I would make like a dirty joke out of it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, sure. Like, let it hang. You know, that's what she said or he said or whatever, you know, like yeah. stupid, <laughs> stupid, humor. Yeah. I, mean, just, like, I love it. it. Funny and just, but really encouraging people to, um, Get out what they what they needed to get out, and and people yelled some really neat shit. Like somebody said, "Fuck Excel spreadsheets." I was like, (laughs) "Those things, you
0: know." People get stuff. Man, I don't like Excel spreadsheets either. I would have been right on that train. (laughs) That is so great. I mean, what an what an awesome experience that you and a space that you created for people to just let go, you know, um, letting go is, we can do that in so many ways and it's powerful with words, really, really powerful with words. I feel, you know, Mm -hmm. so the fact that, that you, I just love that you, are are getting so creative with this I mean I'm like I can't wait to see what you want to try next yeah, you know I mean yeah I mean do you have anything in mind that you've been thinking about
1: no not really because right now I'm, I'm focusing on like I want to keep i want to keep teaching yoga and I, I what I do when I teach it normally in like, um you know, standard studio, standard classes, I try to throw a little bit of like different styles of music into my classes.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. Right. Yeah.
1: And I try to get people like, again, like I've had people say, oh, wow, that was really a great playlist. I really enjoyed that. It was, it was energetic. And yet at the same time, it was appropriate at the point where you played it. And, you know, then you brought it back down again, it had the right amount of energy. So, right now I'm just kind of working on my playlist because I, I do, I try to make a different playlist every week. Um, Yeah. And I try to really plan it out because I know if I'm teaching a 15 minute class, I want to peak it, you know, I want to start off like getting to it and then having like a faster, you know, song, but then at the same time, like calming it back down at the end.
0: Of course. That's what
1: I'm focusing on that. And, um, of course right now I am starting to learn how to play guitar. So Yes. Yeah. Let's
0: go right into that. Because I know you had a big weekend. Mm-hmm. So okay, share a little bit about I mean we talked about it when we had coffee, but share a little bit about what you've been doing with this guitar. Yep. So four
1: years ago I picked up a guitar. And um, my dad has been playing guitar since he was 11. And he just turned 72 today. Happy birthday,
0: Dad. Happy birthday, Dad. That's right. It is his birthday because we're recording on February 17th. It won't be released until the 19th. But yes, this is Dad's birthday. So happy birthday, Dad.
1: Yes. (laughs) So, you know, uh, him and my mom split when I was younger. But he's always been playing guitar. And I always wanted to learn. But. At the same time, when he came to pick me up and bring me back to Jersey from Pennsylvania, I'm like, I didn't have time. I wanted to play with my friends and hang yeah. out and not learn. So four years ago, I, for whatever reason, I got inspired to pick it up. Um, and, and my brother also, different dad, but my brother is pretty musical too. And so I'm like, oh, you know, this, that sounds pretty cool. So I kind of got into it, took a couple of lessons, maybe, maybe a month's worth, maybe. Um, and then I dropped it because I tend to get and wave myself but I made an oath this year that I wasn't going to do that. And, and I recently lost my stepfather unexpectedly. I was like, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do the things that make me feel uncomfortable. So I'm picking yeah. this thing back up and that's what I did. And, and yes. so I've been, I um, there's a person who mentioned that they had a friend who opened up a music uh, school and I was like, okay, I'll remember that for another time. And then the time came and last month I decided to start uh, taking guitar lessons at El Camino and I've only been taking it now for like, I have had four lessons and I, I'm starting from scratch. Cause like I said, it was four years ago that I did this. And this weekend um, I really pushed myself. I got out of my comfort zone and I joined ladies Orlando ladies rock camp. And I was yes. trying so hard to keep that a secret. I wanted to surprise everybody. <laughs> and I suck at secrets, <laughs> my own secrets included. <laughs> so I kind of let the cat out and I was like, okay, guys, you know, it's what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, so I, I ended up doing this uh, rock camp because I volunteered this past summer with the girls' rock camp. And and just uh, if you don't mind me telling a little bit about that, it's it's a week Yeah, please. Yeah, it's a week long camp. Um, And it's for girls and non-binary youth. So it doesn't matter how you identify. And it's a week-long camp to help encourage, you know, female non-binary youth to, yeah, like, learn how to be a rock and roll. Like, because the whole system, like, is so male-dominated. The industry is so male-dominated that this is how this is a camp for young girls and non-binary youth to learn to play an, an instrument in just one week. And I thought it was the coolest That's amazing. thing ever. And I was like, how can I help out with this? So I taught them yoga. Yes. And I saw how much they came together and learned an instrument to play a song at Will's Pub in front of so many people. I was so inspired. And when I realized they were going to do a ladies version of it, um, which <laughs> they did last year too, I was like, okay, I will sign up. And I yes. committed. I committed in July to do it. And then of course, here it is this month. It's like, Oh, I
0: made a promise.
1: I'm going to do it. Like, you know, my stepdad's. Oh, wow. So I, I just, you
0: committed back in July to do this. I
1: committed to myself back in July.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I said something to the, the, the volunteers, but then, like I said, when, when my stepdad passed away in December, I was like, okay, no, no more waiting. Like, just, just do it. Just, just go for it. You, you said you're going to do it. And And so I, I did it, I didn't even know what to expect. And in just one weekend, which started this past Friday, I got together with, um, seven other people that I didn't know. And we, you know, we broke up into two bands and on Friday night, we got into our groups. We had, I don't know, like maybe two, three hours of musical instruction on how to play the instruments, Mm -hmm. um, and then we had to have like a vibe like what we were going to play or what we wanted to sound like and like talking about like, you know, a group name or whatever. But then on Saturday, we spent 12 hours. It was like a full on immersion of learning, you know, instrument instruction. And there was a, a vocal coach who came for the singers, which helped everybody. So in a nutshell, in one weekend, we met people we never met before, formed a band, um, came up with a name, figured out what we wanted to sound like, wrote a song, like, (laughs) lyrically, and, like, with notes and everything. Wow. Shit that takes people, like, months and years to create. We did in a day. And it was just so amazing because there were so many great volunteers that were so helpful. And we did it, though. we did it on our own, just a little bit of encouragement, a lot of encouragement, a little bit of guidance. And on Sunday, um, performed a live show in front of people I didn't know after just learning how to play essentially in, like, four lessons and one solid weekend.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, that's beyond incredible, like, what you just shared. I mean, like – and total – like ballsy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like that takes a, a, a lot to even, I mean, going back to what you said, you were saying, like you want to start doing things that, um, you know, allow for you to get out of your comfort zone. I mean, well, I mean, you definitely did that. And what allows for you to take that step? What, what pushed you to be like, that's it. I don't care. I'm just going to go do shit that I want to do.
1: Um, I, do- yeah, I, I love this band, uh, Rancid. They have, so many great songs but one of my favorite songs always gets me up and dancing is one called time bomb Mm -hmm. and so I got that tattooed on my knuckles I think last year and for me not only is it just like a really great song but I think of like I think of like humans like people as time bombs like and I don't mean to be all like sad and mopey but yeah never know when your time is going to be up when we are taking time bombs. And that was it. Like I said, my stepdad, you know, wasn't somebody I was very close to up until when my niece was born. And all of a sudden, the, just talk to the guy on a Sunday sure. or a Saturday. And on Monday, he was gone. And I wow. was like, well, fuck this. I, I am just yeah. going to do all the things that push me out of my comfort zone. And this is the month of that.
0: That's, I mean, that's that in itself that you can take that shift in your life and make so positive and such a beautiful shift and really just live. That's incredible. And, and a challenge to do for some people, you yeah. know, um, would you say that, you know, your passion, it sounds like your passion is music and creating spaces for people to bring Music and empowerment together. Is it safe to say that that's what you really passionately love to do?
1: Yeah, spot on. I think you really, like, you got that right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're doing a great job of it. So, you know, when you and I met the other, last week uh, at the coffee shop, um, we were talking about our actual jobs that we do. You know, like, yes, we're both yoga instructors. However, we have nine-to-fives that – are not per se our dream job. Is it safe to say that? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I, I don't know if you remember, we were talking a little bit about like, how, how is it that, you know, to bring the passion and the things that like really fuel us and get our heartbeat going and fire stirred up, like, how do we mesh that into the nine to five, you know, and I, we, we touched a little bit upon that and I was sharing something that I had heard about how, you know, you can take your pretty much your passion and really just like put it into what you're doing. It doesn't have to per se be, you know, whether we like doing it with yoga or creating other spaces with, um, with the, the group that you mentioned, um, the girls rock band camp, you know, have you been able, since we talked, been able to kind of put your passion in what you like to do and make the kind of mind shift that we were talking about? Because I know we were like, you're like, how can I do this? I'm like, I know it took me forever to learn how to do this and put it in my nine to five.
1: I think it's like yoga and like learning an instrument. I think it's just going to be an ongoing practice. Yeah. To be honest, Uh, I have tried to, but since Since we last met up, Yeah. only a couple of days. But yeah, I did try to figure out, you know, because what I'm really doing is if I really break it down, is for for some people, I am really helping them, you know, if if they're injured or or something is damaged, you know, that does really affect a person. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard because sometimes people are wanting more and, you know, maybe sometimes it's not as legit or whatever, there's, there's, you know, there's questions. And so it's hard to always be compassionate when sometimes a job, especially that you've been doing for 12 years can make you right. a little jaded. So it's going to be an ongoing practice. Yeah. And every day that I start is a new day. And there, there's a saying that somebody used to work with said, and they won't name the company um, I used to work for. But they said, you know, sometimes you look in the mirror, your rearview mirror, and you say, "Today, this company owes me money." And sometimes you may look in your rearview mirror and say, uh, "I think maybe I owe them money." Like so, mm. yeah. In other words, like maybe I didn't put as much heart and soul into it, but yeah. maybe I did. You know, tomorrow I do. Tomorrow or I did yesterday. So it's not always going to be perfect. And I think that's the the act of being a human is that you can always try again. And at the same right, you don't know if tomorrow is going to come. So even if you're having a shitty morning, there's still a chance to turn it around in the afternoon. And so it's going to be a continual practice. But yes, this is what I try to find. How can I help this person Mm. and that person? And if this person's just being a dick, then yeah. how can I still be nice because maybe there's something else going on with their, their life, you know? Like I think it was Brene Brown or somebody said, you, you don't know what's going on with that person. Um, maybe this is the best that they can give you today.
0: That's facts. That's facts. And the fact that you are even saying that and considering that in, in, in your job, I think you're doing a service to people by being that human being. And and there's something even about like just chatting with you, Jen. Like, I feel like you just kind of, I know that I, I always felt this way. Like when I first met you and stuff that like, you just, I don't know. You just make me feel like I can just like be at ease, you know, whether like, whether I'm just talking to you on the phone or um, like talking to you in person, I feel like you can like just bring this ease, you know, and maybe you don't even realize it, but you do it, you know? So the fact that you have that mindset that you just mentioned, you know, you just, this is the, this is the best that this person is possibly giving me today matched with that kind of ease that you naturally bring. I I feel like you're serving people more than maybe you're giving yourself credit for, you know? Yeah, I I feel like you really are. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tell us something that most people do not know about you. Oh, wow. That we, we'd be surprised. Like, no way.
1: <laughs> well, I told you the elementary education thing. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm a really open book. So I don't think yeah. there's anything that people don't really know. Like, I wear my heart on my sleeve and my tattoos tell a story of my life. Um,
0: yeah.
1: You know, maybe, maybe something that people... some people wouldn't know is like, I really am a sensitive person. And my Mm -hmm. feelings get hurt pretty easily. So Mm -hmm. I do I even though I don't try to care what others think, I do. So maybe that's something that's surprising to some people, like I actually really do care what others think of me. Sure, but not to the point that I'm going to change myself. Right? like People, words matter, and I'm easily affected by people's facial expressions and the words they say and um, the, if I don't get positive feedback when, when I know that I am doing a good job like I love encouragement I just want to hear that I'm doing a good job like I'm doing the best that I can do today
0: Yeah, not the yeah.
1: attention it's just I like to be recognized I suppose like it, it matters to me that you know people see me for me and know that I'm trying the best that I can and that they, I'm just affected by people's overall response to me in general. So that's a lot. That's I can't condense that at all. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, there's no condensing. Yeah, it is what it is. No, that that's yeah. And I think in, because before I know that about you now, because we spend a lot of time together and I think like before I met you, I would just feel like, she just looks like a man. <laughs> like you know, I think that would be so, surprising for me like before I knew you you know uh, yeah. but like now that I know you I'm just like oh yeah totally yeah <laughs> you I, know? I think probably
1: why I share that because people can yeah I mean I wear a lot of black and sometimes I throw a pop of pink in there or something but you know I just like I like punk rock and I like yes cemeteries and yes and, stuff. and,
0: and
1: <laughs> I love most it. times my hair is colored right now it's pretty basic but it's going to go back to something on Thursday But yeah, people like like, the other day I was walking down the street in St. Augustine and I parked my car at a church because we were walking around downtown and this woman and another woman were walking by me and they looked at me because I was wearing all black in my leather jacket and they're like, God loves you. And I was like, (laughs) and I didn't know what to say.
0: It's like, thank you.
1: (laughs) How do you know I'm not? catholic or christian or
0: yes how
1: do you know i don't practice practice? wow don't but how do you
0: but how do you know yeah Yeah. so
1: that's why i thought that that interesting realize yeah shit i'm a nice person and like you are i don't mean to hurt people's feelings and you know here's here's a thing like i actually got done have this conversation earlier today. i i am uh, I'm big on closure. I hate getting ghosted. Mm, mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. have this conversation that's happened to me uh, three times in my life where people haven't given me the opportunity to express, you know, why or what happened. And they just yeah. made their own story up. And that, those people greatly affected me. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Like,
0: yeah. I didn't
1: mean for you to think that I didn't value you. Or I didn't sure for your feelings to get hurt. Or I didn't mean for you to take that a wrong way. So, that shit affects me. So
0: that's, that's that people
1: don't maybe know about me is those things still affect me. Motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the name of your episode. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to do mofos. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you've done like a lot in 2020 so far. And so I'm, I just want to know, like, what is 2020 the rest of it look like for you?
1: More out of the comfort zone, shit. Anything that yes. I think that would make me feel uncomfortable, yeah, I'm going to do. Like, yeah, I guess since this is going to be released on the 19th, I was going to wait. Now I'm going to still promote this. For people listen to, but I'm so, buying a house, and that's yes. really uncomfortable. Like, what the? Of course, f- oh my gosh, I've never done it before. <laughs> that's happening in two weeks. Uh, I'm signing papers and um going to Costa Rica in the middle of a jungle in June.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So anything I could possibly get my hands on that makes me feel awkward and uncomfortable and embarrasses me
0: that. That's what you're going to do. That's so great. I hear a lot of people saying that this year. I I don't know if it's just the energy that 2020 is bringing or the momentum, but I hear a lot of people saying that it's so good. So, so good that people are just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it no matter what. And it's, it takes, I feel sharing this momentum, like you're doing, sharing this momentum with others to empower them and be like, yes, we're in this together. We're going to go take huge steps and leaps and, and get into places that we're so freaking uncomfortable in and we're going to do it together. So I, I appreciate you just sharing and being so candid about, the things that scare the shit out of you and, and Costa Rica, I'm going to Costa Rica over Thanksgiving actually. So yeah. So you're going to have to definitely share with me on where to go and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. You're going in when June, June, it's for a retreat though. It's, I think it's, is it Kelsey's? Yes. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Okay. Very good. Still
1: in the middle of a jungle and it's still like off-roading and uh, I forget what else. Kayaking and
0: So good. Yeah,
1: stuff that's still things I haven't done before, you know. So
0: Oh, that's gonna be an amazing adventure. Maybe you'll have to after your trip, we'll have to have you on so you can share what happened. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be so great. So, you know, I know you mentioned, are you part of the girls rock and roll camp again this year? Are you doing that again? It's going to depend on when they do it. They they
1: think they're going to do it at the end of July. And I really, really want to volunteer because I saw so much growth and progress and one of the one of the people one of the ladies who is in the rock group this this camp uh, has been in the girls rock camp she just turned 18 so now she's part of this and it's great to watch oh, her grow up into it
0: so awesome yeah, yeah.
1: so I want to I keep watching this because I see a lot of the, the kids and they're like oh are you coming back next year and I really do but my husband is turning 40 this year oh yes my God. <laughs>
0: Years. Um, yes it's great now. 40s are great 40s are great um, yeah uh, yeah yeah so, anyway, so it depends on, on, on yeah and so park. you know anyone who is listening to this and if they wanted to reach out to you about the girls rock and roll camp would that be okay for oh, them to do that yes, yes. and then you could direct them awesome so jen share with the uh, living perfect family how we can connect with you on social media like which platforms are you on i'm
1: on facebook and i'm on instagram
0: Okay. So on Instagram, how will we find you? Okay. I'm going to
1: say it and then I'm going to spell it. It's Immortalist Soul. So it's I-M-M-O-R-T-A-L-I-S-T-S-O-U-L. So Immortalist Soul. Okay. Like I'm immortal, even though I'm not. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like a play. And then on Facebook, because of my job, I don't have my last name on there. So I think mm-hmm. it's just the name Jen space Nifer Lynn. So it's Jennifer Lynn, but there's a space in between the first N and the second N.
0: Awesome. I'm going to, and I'm going to tag you on the release anyway. Okay. So if anybody wants to reach out, just go ahead into the tags and you can connect with Jen, Jen, I love you. I you love are an you. amazing human. And I'm so excited to hear about the rest of your adventures this year. Thank you so much for being transparent and for just sharing a piece of yourself and for inspiring others to get out of their comfort zone and, and really live. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us.
1: You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I'm so honored.
0: Of course. Of course. Thank you, Jen. And take care.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Bye.